Hi, everyone. I am Rita Garwood. I'm editor-in-chief of The Monitor, and I'm here today with Crit Dement. Crit is chairman and CEO of Leaf Commercial Capital, and he is also the winner of this year's Monitor Icon Award in the veteran category. So congratulations, Crit. It's an Thank honor. You. Thank you. So as I mentioned, you're the veteran icon this year, which means that you've been in the industry for a long time. I would like it if you could just go back to the beginning of your career and just talk about where you started and what your long-term goals were right at the outset and then how you got started in equipment finance. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for pointing out that I have been in the industry for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had to dust a few cobwebs off to, to, to actually think back about this. But, you know, I think like a lot of people, I, I suspect, I came into the equipment finance leasing business kind of through the side door. You know, when I got out of college in the mid-70s, I didn't have a job right away. So I went to work for a large car dealership in my, back in my hometown of Beaumont, Texas. And I was just selling cars and trucks off the lot. But, you know, a few weeks after I started with the dealership, the dealership's finance person left and the owner suggested, you know, why don't you give it a try? Well, I wasn't that enthusiastic about being a car salesman. So I thought I'd give it a shot. And I found that I really did enjoy being the person that helped make it financially feasible for customers to get the cars and the trucks that they that they needed. And so I kind of from that point, I parlayed it up and I went to work for a, uh, a fleet leasing company over in Houston, uh, again, still leasing cars and trucks and some equipment. And then in the mid 80s, I got into the equipment finance industry proper with a company called Master Lease, which later became Tokai Financial Services and, and then DLF. Today it's DLL. And they, they hired me in Houston. <clears throat> and moved me to Atlanta. And it wasn't long until in Atlanta, and I was a field salesperson there, that uh, I got lucky and I landed a big account with a company that was connected with Harris 3M, a big, big major uh, corporation at the time. And that sort of put me on the radar. And soon after that, I was given an opportunity to get into national account business development. And they moved me to the company headquarters in Philadelphia. And while I, while I was there, you know, master lease it, it, at the time, like many other, you know, you know, when leasing was really starting to grow and, and, and expand, you know, it was made up of a great group of young and bright, ambitious people. And we spent a long, quite a bit of time uh, talking about new approaches that we wanted to, to bring to equipment financing and where we wanted to take the business. <clears throat> And I really loved it. I mean, it's uh, very, very smart people. And, and I like hanging out with smart people. It makes, makes me feel better. And it became pretty clear to me that this equipment finance could be a pretty good place to stay and try to make my mark. So that's where I kind of made the decision that, that this was going to be my career. And while we were there, there was a group of us that kicked uh, quite a few ideas around and amongst ourselves and eventually decided that the best way that we could, could put some of these things to work was by building a new leasing company, a equipment finance company. And that's when then we started in the, in the mid 90s, started a company called Fidelity Leasing. And we ran that in, until uh, it eventually sold to a large money center bank in the, in the early 2000s. And it was also in those early days at Master Lease that uh, <clears throat> I ran into Miles Herman. 
And he immediately struck me as a very smart guy and somebody that'd be good for me to, to get to know and hang out with. So over the next few years, working with him at Master Lease and then at Fidelity, it became clear that, that we were you know, aligned in our thinking about the industry and how to run a business. And we also found that we brought a comp, a complementary strengths to the table. So once the uh, Fidelity sold to the Money Center Bank, we decided that maybe it was time for us to, to break off and start a company of our own. So in 2001, we founded LEAF and we continue to run it together today. That's great. So when you started LEAF, what were your goals for the company? And then how have you, you've been there for 20 years, right? So how have, how has the company evolved over that time? Well, that's a good question. Well, Miles and I set out, <clears throat> pardon me, we determined that we wanted to build, you know, a large, successful, but a relevant equipment leasing company, someone that was, you know, well-respected in the industry and that we were able to embody kind of the vision and the business model that we've been cultivating over the years from as early as back in the master lease days. We also wanted to share really what we found exciting about the industry by giving meaningful careers to as many people as possible and providing the same kind of environment that we had been given early on that empowered them to, to really grow and do their best work and grow as professionals. So, and, and you know, I think, Rita, we've done a very good job of that. We've, uh, you know, the company is fairly sizable at this point, and we've got a great group of folks. And I'm very pleased with, with what we've achieved as a company. But, you know, obviously, you know, if you continue to grow, you're always moving the goalpost. And we're doing that at least, trying to enlarge our vision and, and really imagine what, what's possible in the future for LEAF, whether it's new markets or, or new business segments. We're, we're, we're constantly trying to evolve the business. Definitely come a long way. So looking back across your career, you mentioned a couple highlights already, but what would you say you are the most proud of? Well, uh, I guess the, the accomplishment really that I'm most proud of is the group of people that we've assembled here at LEAF. I mean, I truly believe we've got one of the best teams in the industry. You know, many of our people have been with us for a long time, for most of them for the better part of their careers. And, you know, that has huge benefits in terms of things like depth and breadth of our institutional knowledge and the strength of our culture. My old boss at Master League Fidelity was this formidable guy called Abe Bernstein. And we used to, he used to talk about a concept called raising the building. And what that means was if, when you're responding to a crisis or trying to uh, respond to an outstanding business opportunity, you did so with every person on the team. And Abe's philosophy was if it was a big deal, you throw everything you have at it and you work it until you solve it. And we've been able to solve a lot of difficult problems and drive a lot of change in the industry by using this approach over the years. And it all has to do with our people. I mean, it, it, our people are everything. They're, they're unbelievable resilience, the brand and the culture that we've built together over the years. It's, it's, I'm very, very proud of it. This is a, it's a great team and it's, it's, a, it's a, a good people to work with. That's great. So obviously you've been through several economic cycles in your career. So you have the benefit of that experience. If you could impart 
three major takeaways to up and coming leaders about that experience, what sure. would they be and why? Okay, well, I don't know that I would use the term benefit. <laughs> I have experienced several different economic that we've, we've been through a lot. And you're right, you know, as you go through through each and every one, you learn something. And we've got, got a pretty uh, um, set template now that we, we deal with things as, the, as they come up, come along. And the, the, it's based on one really is based on three, three key components. The first and foremost is that we take care of our people. You know, when, when you're in a problem like this, you tr we try to avoid, you know, uh, <clears throat> layoffs or turnover to, to any, to every extent that we possibly can. Cause we know as we come through the, the, uh, the cycle and the market starts to come back, we want to be positioned to be able to take advantage of it. And you can only do that. You've got your team in place. So we don't want to have to constantly be rebuilding your team. So it's very important, first of all, to take care of your people. Next, in our business, you got to take care of your portfolio. You got to make sure that it doesn't get, get away from you when you're in bad times because, you know, a solid, with a solid portfolio, you can get through a lot. I mean, even most recently, this worldwide pandemic that we've gone through you know, by, by just really focusing everybody's attention on taking care of the portfolio, we came out very well and it's, um, and we're well positioned now to take advantage of, of the, the economy as it's coming back and, and, you know, business is coming back. So that's the second thing is the portfolio. <clears throat> and then finally, the, the, the third thing is you get, you got to put a fence around things. You can't let 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 the those particular economic cycles or particular problems overwhelm and take over the whole business. You um because what it'll do is it'll affect your success in, in other areas. You got to work on the problem. You got to try to solve it, but you also have to keep it from 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 getting in the way of things like taking care of your customer. You got to focus on the basics of the business while you're solving that problem. So that, that's really the three things, people, portfolio, and then, then focusing on, on the business itself and not letting the problem take over. All really important. So you served as chairman of the ELFA in 2012, <clears throat> and you've been really active in the association. From your experience, what are the most important reasons to participate in industry associations? This good, thanks for asking that because I'm a big believer in, in uh, the ELFA and trade associations. You know, that they really can be a tremendous resource for insight, for advocacy, uh, connections between other industry leaders, policymakers, thought leaders, etc. You know, it's it's just a it's a it's a great way to to, to get together with your industry peers and, and learn from each other. You know, and LEAF, it has greatly benefited from our participation over the years, especially with the ELFA. And, and not only as a, as a company and just, you know, at the executive level, we encourage our team members to participate as well. And they, they've greatly benefited. It really, it, there's all sorts of opportunities that help them grow and develop in their careers. And we try to take advantage of it every way that we can. You know, but the key thing to remember when it has to do with the trade association and getting the most out of it is that you get out of it what you put in it. So you, you have to participate. You have to raise your hand. You have to volunteer. You've got to follow through. You've got to get engaged. And if you do that, it'll pay big benefits. So true. So looking back across your career, who has made the biggest impact on you professionally? Hmm. 
Uh, that that had, would have to be uh, uh, Abe Bernstein, who had talked about earlier. Mm. I mean, he he was a tough taskmaster, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that might read this that will agree with me on that. But you know, he was also an incredible mentor, and it would be almost impossible to go over everything that I've learned from him. But uh, over the, the years, but there are two key things that that he. Uh, he taught us that, that, that he used to say that it really guided me and in, in, in Miles and uh, in our company throughout our careers. And the first thing was that you can compete on a lot of things in this industry, but you don't compete on credit. You can't outrun bad credit. So no matter what, you don't compromise your portfolio because along with your people, it is the bedrock of your continuing success. Another thing that Abe always said was that you could have the best ideas, the best, the best of everything, but it's nothing if you can't sell it, if you can't market it. And that, that's why at LEAF, we've always placed very heavy emphasis on developing a compelling brand and clearly communicating our brand promise to the marketplace. I mean, it's all about the marketing. You have a great leader of your marketing department. <laughs> Michelle's on our board and she does a great job. Yeah. Um, so how has the industry changed since you first joined it and how would you like to see it evolve in the future? Well, I think uh, when I first got involved, equipment finance was very proprietary. I mean, we called it leasing back then, right? <clears throat> it's very tight lipped industry. You played your cards very close to the vest. And, uh, there were a lot of perceived trade secrets, you know, that you didn't want to share with anyone. Not that everybody else was doing the same thing. You just didn't realize it. Yeah. But companies, they, they wouldn't even let their people attend the ELFA for fear of having their ideas or even their people stolen. But I think that myself, along with many of my contemporaries, have played a big part in helping the industry become far more open over the years. You know, we, we finally figured out that we, we are all in this business together that we are stronger as an industry together and that we can learn from one another. And, and associations like the ELFA are a big part in facilitating that kind of collaborative spirit, you know, that, that we enjoy today. And then probably another welcome change is that I think the industry is becoming more diverse. You know, I mean, we're not where we need to be, not yet, but I think a big part of that is that we need to do more to introduce the industry to a more diverse group of people. I mean, after all, it's not the most visible or glamorous of industries, you know, but once people get into the industry and they often stumble in it, much like I did, you know, they stick around. And I think that says a lot about how great a career you can have in equipment finance. So now what we have to do is get the word out to more people from all kinds of backgrounds. And I think we'll continue to enjoy that, that growth and diversity that we have to this point. So true. So my last question for you is, what advice would you give to the leaders of tomorrow? Well, uh, first, I think, you know, it, it's important to have a vision, both, both for yourself and for your company, for where you want to go. And then you have to have enough courage to follow it, even when the world has other ideas, because it certainly will. And if you want to lead, you need to get out of the passenger seat and take the wheel. Be willing to challenge the status quo when it needs challenging. You know, Steve Jobs used to say that he wanted to make a dent in the universe. And I think the best leaders all want that. And in my experience, it does take some conviction, though, to pull it off. 
In addition to being firm in your convictions, I've also learned that it's essential to entertain new ideas <clears throat> and be willing to change your mind if you need to. So that would be my second piece of advice is that, that uh, you should, first of all, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you are, encourage them to speak up, disagree with you, listen to them. And if they give you a compelling reason to do things differently, then do things differently. And I think that that's pretty much been, been my philosophy over the years. Those are definitely good pieces of advice. So any final thoughts? We've come to the end of our time. I, <clears throat> not really. I think I, I certainly appreciate this, this uh, recognition. And, and um, you know, there are a lot of great people that I've worked with uh, over the years that, that are out there that are probably more worthy than myself. But, um, you know, it is a... a it is a terrific industry. It's uh, it is it's filled with very sh smart, exciting people. We're learning things every day. We make the uh, we make the economy work, and uh, it's just it's great to be a part of it. And I, and I do encourage you know uh, people that are looking for careers or people that are just starting in equipment finance take advantage of it, learn all you can, be a part of it, and and continue to grow. And maybe forty years from now, y'all will still be around doing this. Well, thanks so much, Crit. Congratulations again on the Icon Award. It was great talking with you today. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.